0: Um, So, Swanka is a very tropical country, uh, which means that it's warm all year round, so means that it's quite a nice place for um, a lot of flora and fauna to grow. Um, So, for example, we have around, I think like 453 species of both flora and fauna, uh, which includes 240 species of birds. Uh, in the country. So that's birds like kingfisherm, um, uh, peacocks, uh, those kind of areas. They're quite cool looking. Um, and we also have leopards. They are an endangered species, but they are like literally the king of the jungle in Sri Lanka, uh, which means that the only lions you find in Sri Lanka are in the zoo. So, But in the wild, you can find leopard. you can find the Sri Lankan elephant, which is a subgroup of the Indian elephant. So they look a bit like the Indian elephant, but a bit more smaller. Um, we also have a lot of, like, reptiles, like snakes and saltwater crocodiles, um, as well as loads of, like, little insects, like cockroaches, which you can find inside the house. They're very, very annoying. Um, we can also get, um, also get like, uh, whale and dolphin washing up. Uh, watching rather not watching uh if you go to the east coast of the country so places like um uh, let me think so like Martha like the coastal areas uh you can often like see them uh see like porpoises like a dolphin species um, um Aragon Bay is one popular area where you can go and actually see these animals in the sea along with the possibility of surfing um so that's just a brief overview we also have lots of like different flowers now the not uh, the um main flora like the uh, how do you say the native yes native flora to Sri Lanka is the lotus flower which grows in the river uh and in buddhism which is one of the main religions of Sri Lanka it's actually used as a um offering of prayer to the buddha uh, our national bird is the jungle fowl, um, and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I remember. Uh, which are useful for pollination, but they're also quite considered as pests, um, along with the cockroaches as well. Okay, so hello, Uh, my name is Dwaraga, Uh, I'm from Sri Lanka. Uh, I was born in the capital city, Colombo, which is in the western province of Sri Lanka. Um, I study at the Poznan University of Medical Sciences, I'm in my first year of medical studies here. Uh, Now you might be wondering why my accent sounds English, Uh, it's because I used to live in the UK for about um, 12 years before I moved to Poznan. So I moved to the UK when I was 10. From Sri Lanka, uh, and I lived, lived there since then uh, until I came here uh, to Poland for medical school. So that's a, ba- a brief background. Uh, my family are originally from the north northern province of Sri Lanka called Jaffna, um, and it's like a really big city in the northern province. It's like the ma- one of the main ancient uh, cities, let's say, of Sri Lanka, uh, and it's like also. Like the closest city to India uh, on the map. So it used to be in those days, like even in the 1950s, people were able to go to India by boat from the north of Sri Lanka. These days, people tend to fly. Um, Yeah, so that's a brief introduction about myself. So Buddhism is like uh, one of the main uh, four main uh, religions of Sri Lanka. So because it's the one that most people follow, it uh, becomes as the the main religion. Um, so it was started by this uh, Hindu prince called Siddhartha uh, Gautama. Sidd- yeah, Siddhartha Gautama, I think he's called. And he, sorry, yeah, he's also known as Gautama Buddha and he realized that he wasn't really happy with his life uh, because you know he lived a life of comfort and he lived pretty much in a palace for most of his life so when he's about 33 so he's born near nepal uh, and according to legend his um his mom gave birth to him like stood up next to this bow tree um and he was born from the side that's that's the legend um, so even when he was born, people realized, okay, this this guy is something special. So when he was about 33, he had an epiphany that you know his life was uh, not as great as he thought it was because he we, he went outside the palace gate and he actually saw people suffering, and that had a really profound um, profound effects on him. Uh, so he gave up uh, being a prince and he decided to become a a Wanderer essentially, so he wandered around um, in the like trying to find out the meaning of life. Um, so he did a, live a lot, a life of like penance basically, like he pushed his body really far forward, like he starved himself uh, to try and find inner peace basically. Um, and eventually he sat under this bow tree and he meditated. So if you ever go to Sri Lanka, all countries where like Buddhism is like popular. You'll find pictures of, like, put this under a tree. Uh, it's called the Bow tree, And there he um, encountered enlightenment. Uh, and then he realized that there's actually a middle way to life. So this is a life that has some pleasure and, like, um, some, like, suffering as well. And he said that's the best way to, like, lead this life. So he went around teaching that. And, or, and eventually it evolved to become Buddhism. Um... So the, he came to Sri Lanka when one of the Indian kings, King Ashoka, he he was like a really bloodthirsty king, loved to fight uh, wars. And then eventually he realized in battlefield one day that this kind of life is not sustainable. Uh, so again, he decided to give up Hinduism and he became a Buddhist. And he um, made these like uh, stone circles, uh, uh, we'd had like inscriptions of the buddhist teachings uh, doctor his kingdom and his daughter and his uh, and her husband, they were the ones who brought buddhism to Sri Lanka, like you said, three before christ, um, 300 days before christ, and they brought with them a relic of the buddha, which is uh, his teeth, so when the buddha died, not all of his uh, body was cremated, uh, so his teeth this is the legend uh, that I've been told. Uh, the, the, the teeth uh, were left behind and that was brought to Sri Lanka by Ashoka's um, daughter and her husband. And this uh, relic, you can still find it in one of the temples in the central city called Kandy. It's in the central province. Uh, it's in this temple called the Dalada Maligaba, uh, which is also a very big um, Buddhist uh, pilgrimage site in Sri Lanka. And it comes out during uh, one of the festival seasons uh, called the Perahera, which happens in August. Uh, so, if you happen to be in Sri Lanka, you might be able to get a glimpse of the the tooth, uh, a relic, uh, as it's uh, going through a procession through the streets. Uh, now, Buddha, it they don't Buddhism, rather, it. uh, it's more of a philosophical religion. Uh, it doesn't really believe in god such as Chrysanthi uh, um, It's more expressed in the teachings of the four noble truths. Uh, so basically those truths uh, they say this is the you had to go through this to like live like a worthy life. Um, so there's one of the truths is called the Dukkha which is uh, suffering and it's a characteristics it's an innate characteristic of existence in the realm of samsara. Uh, which is the Sanskrit, which is an Indian language word meaning world. So it's also the concept of rebirth, matter, existence, which is a fundamental belief in like most of the Indian uh, religions, along uh, such as Hinduism as well. And then you have the second normal truth, which is Samudaya, which is a course. So together with uh, Dukkha, which I said was suffering, uh, it arises Tanha, which is the desire of craving uh attachment um and then you have the third truth which is the nirodha which is that the ending or the cessation of suffering so like letting go of something and then you have the fourth truth uh Magga. there's a lot of it to like put in some but these are the four main number of truths that i googled um to know this is um Cool, cool. So uh, my family and myself we are Hindus. Uh, so in Sri Lanka we have, we have four main religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam and Christianity. Um, so Christians, uh, just like Poland, they celebrate uh, Easter, Christmas, uh, though not to the high extent as it is celebrated in Christian countries. Uh, but the main, one of the main festivals that we had recently actually is the Sri Lanka New Year. So Uh, This was last weekend, yeah, so April 13th, we had the uh, Sinhalese and Tamil New Year, uh, which is basically, um, it's like a harvest festival, essentially, and uh, it begins with the sighting of the new moon, and according to the Sinhalese astrologists, the Sinhalese is like one of the languages of Sri Lanka, and most people who are Sinhalese are Buddhists, Um, they, um, it, it marks the harvest season and the end of spring. Um, So, basically, it's just a great way for people to come together with friends, make food, uh, lots of, like, savoury food, like uh, milk rice, which is just white rice cooked in uh, coconut milk. And we eat it with thumble, which is basically a coconut shaving dish. So, the coconut shavings are the white bits of the coconut. Uh, It's roasted along with uh, red peppers and onions. It's, It's kind of spicy, and it's eaten with that rice uh, as a breakfast and we eat like um, sweet foods, like uh, laddu, which is like this really small uh, round ball made out of um, like gram flour, also like semolina and uh, Indian butter, which is ghee and lots of sugar. Uh, And it's a great time for you to basically meet your family, go to the places of worship that you go for, give thanks uh, and offering. and that's one of the like big celebrations that happens every year. And then we also celebrate, depending again on what religion you are. We have uh, like Diwali, so that's the festival of lights in Indian tradition. We celebrate that too in Sri Lanka. Uh, so we have like fireworks and again lots of foods eaten. You share it with your family, friends, neighbours, um, and you. Um, it is a really great um, festival, really. Um, And then we also have uh, Easter, um, um, we also have Christmas, like I mentioned, and Ramadan and we tend to have um, parades as well in the streets. Uh, This is mostly with the Buddhist tradition, so like every time there's um, a Parahara, which is like I said, like a parade festival, um, it happens um, like three, four times a year, the main one being in August. Uh, which is the, where the temple, of the tooth Relic is uh, shown across the road um, in Kandy, in the uh, central part of Sri Lanka. And uh, it's a place for people to go and see the uh, procession, see the dancers, see the fireworks. It's great fun. Um, the one that I remember celebrating quite a lot with my family is um, temple festivals. So in, in Hinduism, we have a lot of like temples dedicated to each Hindu god. Um, and the one that I used to go to also took place in August in this um, temple in the north of Sri Lanka in, in Jaffna the city uh, it's the Nallur Khandasami Koil, and it's a temple dedicated to Lord uh, Morrigan, who is one of the uh, deities of Hinduism and he it's like a month-long festival and each it's a war festival basically um celebrating like the good of beating evil, so every month Lord Murugan and his brother Lord Ganesh and his two wives uh, Wali and Devani, they come out in like their war clothes and then they essentially fight like demons and um, demons that come come alive in the Hindu mythologies. Uh, But it's honestly, it's like the best festival to go to because a lot of the celebrations happens in the evening um, and it's very packed, but you can pick and choose which days you want to go to uh, and it's also a month long of sales, so if you wanted to buy clothes, like furniture, at a discounted price, that was the time to go. But the best thing I remember is the ice cream. Um, now, the ice cream, unlike in, in Poland, in Sri Lanka, is a lot sweeter. Uh, and you can get like loads of like ice cream sundays for like, two, three zlotties uh, during this time, and it's, it's honestly the best time to go. Uh, and as a kid, that was like my favorite thing to do. But we also had like musical festivals, um, like celebrating again religion. Um, so my parents would drive me to watch the procession and then to see some of like, the musical uh, talent acts. And then eventually, you'll end up having ice cream. Um, but mostly our um, holidays all revolve around family and friends. So even if people don't really believe in the religious aspects um, it's just a great way for the um, people to meet up really. So currently the president of Sri Lanka is Gotabaya uh, Rajapaksha. Now, his family have been in power on and off since two thousand five after the civil uh, yeah, after the tsunami happened in 2004. Um and he his brother Mahinda Rajapaksha was the guy who was in charge when the civil war in Sri Lanka ended. Um so this the minute the state of the country is pretty bad, there's a lot of like um shortages of fuel uh food lots of like uh curfews and um like electricity problems a lot of people are having difficulties lighting uh their house um because like it's just the cost of gas for example we used used to use a lot of gas cylinders to power our uh, cookers at home uh prices of that have increased uh and there's a shortage of that um so that's a bit of a um, um, crisis that's going on. The country in a lot of uh, a lot of debt uh, because the, uh, the uh, cabinet uh, ministers they kept um, borrowing a lot of money from abroad. The so countries like China have been like tra- loaning money for Sri Lanka to rebuild itself after the um, after the war, and it's got to the point where the country is quite reliant on important groups such as fuel, food, paper, lentils, sugar, uh, transport equi- uh, equipment as well, and medication, so because of the uh, um, the pandemic, um, it's taken a toll on the uh, tourism economy, which is like the main, pretty much export of Sri Lanka tourism, um, a lot of like, uh, people have not been able to obviously live, so I- minute minute mean, um, everything's quite expensive in Sri Lanka because of the shortage uh, and the fact that there's a lot of debt, I think it's like $5 million debt with China uh, and Sri Lanka was repaying the debt back but because of the pandemic it's pretty much slowed down to stop. So a lot of people have now um, not been able to get essential food like sugar and pulses which is a shame because of uh, uh, being a tropical country we have a lot of resources that we can utilize main one being the sun uh, literally a good way to get the energy uh having solar panels but i'm not sure why the government's not really used up solar panel to pump uh, to power up the houses and um the economy essentially uh inflation is pretty bad uh as well i know i remember it being bad even when i lived there like uh, with the currency notes, we had, like, a 1,000 rupees, 2,000 rupees currency notes, which apparently is not a, a, a thing. Because coming to the UK, like, it's very hard to find a 50-pound note. As in Sri Lanka, like, we had pretty bad inflation even when I was living there. Um, so that's the state of the economy. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, hopefully, the government can change something. I don't know how they can do it. Maybe they can... Um, Sorry, I just realised that now. Um, so uh, so Sri Lanka used to be a colony of the Portuguese, the Dutch and the British. But the British are the ones who had Sri Lanka for a long time, for like more than 100 years. So we finally got um, independence from the 4th of February, 1948. And every year that's been a celebration. Uh, usually it's like military parades and it happens by the seaside, um, which is quite nice to go and see. So if you're in Sri Lanka in February, do check out the Independence Day Parade. Cool. So this song that I picked up, it's by the Sri Lankan singer called Yohani. The song's actually in English and it's called So Sri Lanka, You're My Paradise. Um, so basically the lyric states, uh, you are my paradise, running in my veins is the colour of the waves. I'll be coming home, light years or more can't keep me away. Music of our land and tongue calling is our One, which is hello in Sinhala." Um, where there is love, there is home. Take a sip of warmth and let the truth be salt and sun. Istutti uh, see you again, which is Sinhalese again, for so thank you. You're my paradise, running in my veins as the colour of the waves. I'll be coming home, light tears or more can't keep me away. I'll play the song and I'll send you the link as well um, for it. More about the Sri Lankan cuisine. Um, So basically, just like a lot of Asian cuisine, we like our rice and our spices. Um, We also like our fish, our vegetables, like seafood in general, because it's an island. We can get a lot of seafood. Pricey, but it's nice. Um, And we also, the meat quality you'll find is not as great as like Poland, Uh, but we do eat beef. Chicken, lamb, pork. So, in that regard, I would suggest to try the vegetarian options or the seafood options. Uh, we also like our nuts cooking, but the main true heart to Sri Lankan cuisine is the coconut. There's coconut trees everywhere, um, and we use it in like everything. So, we use the coconut shavings to make dishes, we use the coconut milk to make milk rice, put it in our curries. So, it ends up tasting kind of similar to Thai cuisine. Um, we also use like the, the husk of the coconut, so that's like the 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 wire, the fluffy part, outside part, the wiry part. Uh, we use it to like stuff things. So like if you had furniture that you need to stuff, uh, we use that. So we use it we use it to make like pillows and like um, mattresses. Uh, we use also use the coconut as a ladle, so you can attach it to like a wooden handle and use it for like cooking pots, um, uh, cooking spoons. Uh, We also use it to make uh, like plant holders, Uh, so it's pretty pretty versatile. And coconut, we drink the water as well, and it's very refreshing because it's uh, it's both a thirst quencher and a hunger quencher. So if you're in Sri Lanka and you don't feel like trying any other uh, fruit, definitely try the coconut water because it's very fresh compared to what you get in the stores in the West. We use a lot of like Herbs like lemon gar- grass, tamarind, garlic, curry leaves. It can be really spicy. Uh, hence why we tend to use a bit of coconut in that to reduce the spice. Uh, we, also, we also use this sweetener called jaggery. Um, one of the best uh, puddings in Sri Lanka, uh desserts rather, made out of jaggery, is called batalappan, which was brought to the Sri Lanka, uh, by, Sri Lanka by the Arabs, uh, the Arabs what uh, love W-A-T-A-L-A-P-P-A-M and it's really sweet it's like a custard uh, creme brulee kind of custard pudding um, definitely would recommend trying that as well uh, and fruits we grow a lot of mangoes bananas pineapples um, avocados um, jackfruits and they're usually like grown kind of wild as well so if you know how to climb a tree I suggest climbing a tree and trying the fruit there as well because it's very fresh. Um.
1: Ameryka Południowa, Afryka, Australia. Wybieramy kierunek południe. Piątek, 8.30.
2: Jestem niesamowitą fanką krykieta. Nie do końca wiem o co chodzi w tej grze, Ale zawsze mnie to ciekawi, jak ktoś może z własnej woli stać na słońcu przez tyle godzin i czekać, żeby piłka się do niego poturlała. Dzisiaj kraj ten jest właśnie bardzo znany ze strony sportu, ale dzisiaj dowiemy się trochę więcej o kulturze. Nazywam się Maria Simpson i zabieram Was na południe. Moja i Wasza gościni właśnie pochodzi ze Sri Lanki. Witam, mam na imię
1: Duaranga. Urodziłam się w Kolombo, w stolicy Sri Lanki, która znajduje się
2: w zachodniej części kraju. Porozmawiajmy trochę o naturze w Sri Lance.
0: Sri Lanka
2: Sri Lanka ma głównie klimat tropikalny,
1: co oznacza różnorodność flory i fauny. Około 453 gatunki, w tym 254 różne gatunki ptaków. Mamy zimorodki, pawie i tak dalej. Mamy też lamparty, które uważane są za króla dżungli. Są też słonie, które stanowią podgrupę słoni indyjskich.
2: Opowiedz mi trochę o buddyzmie na Sri Lance. Mamy cztery ważne wyzdania na Sri Lance, ale najważniejszy i
1: najpopularniejszy jest buddyzm. Został zapoczątkowany przez księcia Siddharthę, który wiódł życie w pałacu, a w wieku około 30 lat zrozumiał, że nie daje mu ono szczęścia. To właśnie on zapoczątkował buddyzm. Zaś jeden z bardzo walecznych królów hinduskich, pewnie zmęczony ciągłymi walkami, przyjął te nauki, a jego córka wraz z mężem rozpropagowali buddyzm na Sri Lance. Przywieźli oni do Sri Lanki relikwie Buddy. Otóż nie skremowano całego ciała Buddy, pozostawiono zęby i właśnie one trafiły jako relikwie do Sri Lanki. Można je zobaczyć w jednej ze słynnych świątyń w Kandy, w centralnej części kraju. Jest to też miejsce pielgrzymek. Co roku w sierpniu odbywają się tam uroczystości, w czasie których w procesji niesione są ulicami miasta relikwie Buddy. Jaki jest Twój ulubiony festiwal w Sri Lance? Ja i moja rodzina wyznajemy hinduizm. Tak jak mówiłam, mamy cztery główne wyznania w kraju – buddyzm, islam hinduizm i chrześcijaństwo. Chrześcijanie celebrują głównie Boże Narodzenie i Wielkanoc, ale nie ma ich wielu na Sri Lance. Jednym z najbardziej popularnych festiwali świąt jest Nowy Rok, który obchodziliśmy 13 kwietnia zgodnie z wierzeniami syngaleskimi i tamilskimi. Obchody Nowego Roku rozpoczynają się wraz z pojawieniem się Księżyca w Nowiu, traktowanym jako koniec wiosny i początek pory zbiorów, trochę jak dożynki. Buddyści mają swoje obchody trzy razy w roku. Oczywiście te najważniejsze odbywają się w sierpniu, z procesjami, pochodami, sztucznymi ogniami. Jest przy tym dużo zabawy. Święta i obchody, które ja pamiętam, zawsze obchodziliśmy z rodziną w sierpniu, wiązały się z religią hinduistyczną. Są w niej różne obchody w zależności od tego, które bóstwo jest czczone w danej świątyni. My jeździliśmy na północ kraju, gdzie w jednej ze świątyń obchody bóstwa trwały aż miesiąc. Wieczorami obchodzi się walki dwóch bóstw, których dobro zwycięża zło i myślę, że jest to jeden z najlepszych festiwali, które można odwiedzić.
2: A jak kuchnia wygląda w Sri Lance?
0: Jest sporo potraw ryżowych,
1: na przykład ryż gotowany w mleku kokosowym. Bardzo lubimy danie ze starym kokosem, do którego dodaje się zgrilowane papryki i cebulę. Serwuje się to na śniadanie z ryżem, jadamy oczywiście owoce morza, a ze słodyczy lubimy kaszę manną z masłem ghee i dużą ilością cukru. Ogólnie, jak to jest w wielu kuchniach azjatyckich, Lubimy ryż, owoce morza i przyprawy. Ale symbolem kuchni na Sri Lance jest kokos. Palmy kokosowe rosną wszędzie i używamy kokosu do wszystkiego. Jako wiórki mleko do potraw kary, a łupiny kokosów używane są też do wyrobu mebli, poduszek i materaców. Oczywiście pijemy dużo wody kokosowej, bo nie tylko świetnie zaspokaja pragnienie, ale też zmniejsza głód. Używamy sporo trawy cytrynowej, owocu tamaryndowca, czosnku świeżych liści kary. Potrawy mogą być naprawdę ostre, a najlepszy deser według mnie jest z dżagarii. Przypomina to słodki budyń.
2: Na koniec każdego odcinka nasz gość może wybrać piosenkę.
1: Świetnie, wybrałam piosenkę śpiewaną przez Johani. Śpiewa po angielsku o tym, że Sri Lanka to raj, a dokładniej mówi, że w jej żyłach krew płynie jak morskie fale. Powrócą do domu, nic mnie nie zatrzyma, tam gdzie jest miłość, jest też nadzieja. Thank you.
3: to see you again.
1: Afryka Południowa, Afryka, Australia Wybieramy kierunek południe Piątek 8:30.